Welcome to the Unapologetic Woman podcast with your host, yours truly, Pam Armstrong, dog mom to two, now turned amateur podcaster. I'm here to help you make your second half of your life epic. Whether you're in your 40s, 50s, or beyond, it doesn't matter. A space dedicated to strong, mindful, powerful women who are on a mission to live their best authentic midlives, to break through their own limits and BS and reinvent themselves on their own terms. This is for you the unapologetic woman. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, my lovelies. Welcome back to the unapologetic woman podcast. I am your host, Pam Armstrong. And I have a little story to share with you about beliefs. So during COVID, well, near kind of the where when we were allowed to kind of like come out of lockdown. Um, anyways, here in where I live in Canada, um, there's a lot going on on social media about, um, you know, growing your own, um, your own vegetable garden, feeding yourself, etc. And so I decided I was going to buy a plant, a tomato plant from Canadian Tire. And I know for my Canadian friends, we all know Canadian Tire. And for my American friends, you're probably wondering why is she buy why did she buy a plant from a tire store? And I know it sounds crazy, but so I bought this little tomato plant, and I was never I never cared really about gardening. I never that wasn't my thing. It wasn't my jazz. I didn't have a green thumb, so I told myself this. And so, anyways, bought the plant, put it on the deck, and I forgot about it. And my partner and I were talking and she said, uh, I'm not watering your plant anymore. You need to take care of this plant because you wanted to feed us tomatoes. And I said, all right, I'll take care of it. I'll get back on it. So I didn't really in it. What happened is that I found it. It fell off the deck and I thought it was dead. And I, at first I thought my partner, she threw it out because I wasn't taking care of it. Cause it was like, it was dying. And, but when I saw it after I thought it was gone, I looked at the side, it had fallen and I think a squirrel or some type of creature for creature had come and whatever pushed it over. I made up my mind right then and there that, um, I was going to take care of this plant. Um, a lot of people know me. I love animals. I do love plants. I talk to trees. I believe trees are the uh, most beautiful things, the energy that comes from trees. So it was interesting, the uh, correlation of me not really caring about growing plants. So I took this plant, this tomato plant, and I started talking to it and I started nurturing it and I started paying attention to it and I would move it in the backyard to match the sunlight because we have a north facing backyard. So the sun would only come at night in the west and then a little bit as the sun obviously shifts around. And so I would move this plant around um, to get into the sun as much as possible. And I would talk to the plant. I would tell the plant, I love you. Anyways, today, long story short, I have about 35 tomatoes on this little plant and they're turning red. And 
the whole thing about this is that I shifted a belief about myself being, I'm actually, I do have a green thumb and I am a big believer in our thoughts and our beliefs and our feelings can shift our reality. I've seen it in my own life a thousand times and I've seen it in other people's lives. Again, it starts with the thoughts and that leads me to how are you doing with your thoughts? Like, how are you taking the time to check in with yourself? And I think I want to continuously remind you of this because it is so powerful on a regular basis. In fact, I was thinking about developing an app where the app would remind you to, what are you thinking right now? I set my phone to um, an alarm that interrupts my day to remind me to think about a thought or where are my thoughts and where do I want my thoughts to be? And I, these alarms, I check in with myself and I find it incredibly useful and it just shifts me back to what I need to be doing and that's looking inward. And again, 50% inner world, 50% outer world and it helps balance your life. So today we're talking about how to crush your self-limiting beliefs. You know, in the personal development world, self-growth and, um, you know, belief gets thrown around a lot. And, you know, so what is a belief? And it depends who you are talking to, but most will agree that It is the programming that you are really deeply connected to, mostly unconscious, uh, like an uh, automated program that operates in the mind, an operating system, and it's it's a behavioral guidance. For example, you believe in something, so it affects how you see the world, how you see yourself, and oftentimes... It comes from your past, your experiences. However, they can be, you know, not necessarily ours. And most of our beliefs can come from programming of others. I think most of the time, especially from childhood and mostly from influential relationships, from our teachers, from our parents, from our family, friends, and That's how we form these beliefs, by our perception, by watching other people, whether or not it is relevant to us or not. Please know that beliefs are really important. Once you start to really understand this, you can upgrade your beliefs to your advantage and shift your beliefs. Right down to, we had belief about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. And how easy we were able, once we were told that Santa Claus didn't believe, I'm just speaking for myself, when I was told that, I shifted to belief that I didn't believe in Santa Claus. That's how easy it is. You can shift a belief that quickly. And you can quite literally change what you think that is possible and change what you think that is impossible. My hope after this episode is that you will find a real sense of liberation. And once you put your beliefs under a microscope and really, really challenge your beliefs, 
especially for women, and I'm, the show is, is mostly for women. I, I can't control. I mean, men, of course, you're always, I love men. You're more than welcome to listen. But my audience, this is for you, for women. We have been told messages. We have been given images on a regular basis of who we should be, how we should look, and how we should behave. And especially for women, once we hit a certain age, over the age of 40, we have taken on so many unchecked, unexamined beliefs that we are running our lives directly from these self-limiting beliefs. I really want to share some ideas about dismantling, eliminating your self-limiting beliefs in a more of a, a peaceful way without making it so hard on yourself or cursing yourself or, you know, feeling like you are broken and that's why you have all these self-limiting beliefs. And FYI, you're not broken. You are perfect. You're, you are whole. Your soul, your higher self, you are perfect. Everything else is programming from society as a human. I'm talking about a very practical way, a very radical way called self-acceptance. And this is at the heart, the core of truly living a free life. So what forms a belief to make it stick and run your life from that perception, that filter? Well, it's a thought that you have thought of enough times for it to generate its own momentum and its own vibration. And so how do you develop a belief? The same way you do anything else through practice and through repetition. And most of us were never taught or even shown or had a conversation around what our thoughts are. Because seriously, that's, that's a rare conversation in itself. I challenge you, the next time you're out with a friend or a group of people, start having a conversation about your thoughts and see, see what happens. It's quite interesting, actually. But if you just think about your thinking for just a moment, take a deep breath you can actually notice what you are thinking about. When you come back to center and being coming back to center, being you're not thinking anything, the mind is empty and just breathe. You're listening to your words going about your day. And then you, then you have these thoughts that are continuously bouncing around. And the thing about thoughts if you notice, they seem to travel in clusters where you can think one thought and then similar thoughts attract one another. Where you're thinking, say for instance, the color blue, and then another thought pops up, the ocean, and then another thought, dolphins. And then you start to think about how you feel about that. <laughs> And then one thought leads to the next. So beliefs are most of the time 
I think everybody can agree about this unconsciously. And I bet if you were to really look at your beliefs and compare those beliefs with your family, uh, especially your parents, and especially around money, I mean, that's a whole other story. And I will do an episode on your money story for sure. But seriously, look around in your life. And I bet you there are some very similar beliefs with your family. And that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. But as a child, from the ages of when you were born, you were in theta state. And so your subconscious mind is so open. It's like a sponge where you have no choice to be able to make a, dis- a decision for yourself or like to decide whether or not a belief is useful for yourself or not. And that belief carries on with you throughout your childhood, throughout adulthood, if, you, if it goes unchecked. You live your life from beliefs that were automatically downloaded into your mind, your subconscious mind. And you know what? It's not your parents' fault. They are probably running on their own parents' um, beliefs and belief systems that they have never checked. So let's get back to the, the string of thoughts and how all like how our thoughts appear unconsciously. Um, look, look at it this way. Our thoughts can be extremely influenced by the environment, by other people, by the news, all this information that is coming in. But here's the thing. It can be actually very easy to choose a thought by focusing on a particular object or subject and you can feel yourself strengthening your own thoughts and by thinking a thought a little bit longer that thought starts to become a little bit heavier a little bit more present instead of your mind wandering you'll find your mind wandering back to that thought. And that's when you know that that thought is taking on its own magnetic quality, its own momentum. And this is when the thought is actually birthing into a belief. So it's a matter of if you want to create a new belief, just look at it this way. It's taking you a long time to form the self-limiting beliefs, correct? So to create a new belief, it's going to take some time to create a new belief. And it's also about letting go of those beliefs that aren't serving you anymore. So when you're thinking about a new belief, it's actually a new thought that you continuously think about it. And it can be anything positive that you want to experience in your life. And it's the same way that you continue to think a negative belief. You always were thinking about the negative belief. And now 
It's letting go of that negative belief and thinking of a new thought and continuously going back to that new thought. And when you feel yourself thinking about it again, when you find yourself thinking about that, that topic, that experience again, or that situation or desire, it will start to create its own frequency. So understand this, when you find yourself, your mind coming back to a particular thought on a regular basis, that's what is called a belief. So this whole idea about limiting beliefs, you know, like, well, I really want to be healthy or thin or fit or whatever, but it's my genetics. That is a belief that you were telling yourself. Other words, this is a thought that has been a thought that you have thought enough times in your mind, in your subconscious mind to accept it as your truth. And once your mind has accepted this thought as a true belief, the mind doesn't require much energy to make a decision about the topic or the situation, whether or not it's true or useful for you or not. So if someone has the belief, for instance, that um, I can't change my body because of, you know, fill in the blanks uh, because of my genetics, or I can't do something, whether it be traveling around the world, finding a partner, uh, paying down debt, starting a new job, a new career, um, increasing my energy because it's because of the belief being of where I live or because I'm too old. This may or may not be true, but it's about practicing these thoughts on a regular basis to make that become a belief. So people will tell themselves the, the reason why they're not moving forward and or where they want to live somewhere. You fill in the blanks because all it is is a self-limiting belief. And I want to challenge this. And with tons of respect to the people who have deemed the term a self-limiting belief and to all, the other, to all the other people who have done the work to undo their self-limiting beliefs. So hear me out. What if this thought, this self-limiting belief that you thought enough times for it to become true for you, what if this belief, this thought, actually has served you perfectly up until now? What if this belief had a purpose from getting you where you were to where you are now? No, seriously, think about it. What if that thought, for example, um, 
This is a big one. I don't deserve to be successful. And a lot of people think this thought and have this belief. And then they become aware of the fact that they have this belief and then they get mad that they have this belief. And then they believe that this belief is holding them back. Well, what if that belief wasn't holding you back, but had served you? And how did it serve you? Well, if you believe that you don't deserve to be successful, perhaps that belief kept you from doing things you were not ready for. What if those beliefs were serving you from keeping you out out of alignment with your true purpose? If you look at it from that perspective, that belief of, I don't believe I deserve to be successful, it's actually not about your success. It's actually preserving you to be authentic to your truth. Maybe you needed the time to dig a little deeper to what your vision really is and to sift through things, desires of what you really wanted in your life. And I, I honestly know in my own life, things that I thought I wanted and it really was, it wasn't really what I wanted, but I had to sit with it. I had to try different things. I had to fail. I had to let go of beliefs. And maybe you needed to experience some contrasts. You had to go through some things, some difficult times, some things that you didn't want, things that you despised, people that you despise. So you can know clearly what you do want. And if you can think about it, then it really wasn't a self-limiting belief after all. So then it seems it was actually a really healthy belief. By the time that belief became aware in your consciousness, it might've felt like a self-limiting belief. Um, for example, again, I don't believe I deserve to be successful, but if you actually look at the information that you have gained and all the value and the wisdom you have gained, then all of a sudden that belief has become a blessing. And now that you're aware of where you are and where you want to be, that belief isn't a limitation anymore. It is actually, think about it, a platform for you to stand on, to review and go to the next level. What if you could just make peace with yourself because it has served you perfectly to where you are now? How would that change you letting go of all that inner, like that inner conflict Instead, direct your attention and focus on what you do want instead. What if 
instead, instead of calling it a self-limiting belief, you reframed it to, this is how I've looked at it in my own life, to sloppy, undisciplined, lazy, easy thinking, lack of a rational mind. And I know you might be thinking something differently and saying, yeah, but this is what's happened in my past. And seriously, can you even prove that the past exists? Sure, you could be saying that, you know what? This happened to me at six years old for sure. It was painful. It was traumatic. This happened to me at 28. It was really bad. Or this happened to me at 40. It was horrible. But if you think about it, when it was happening, it wasn't the past. It was the here and now. And yes, it may have been tremendously uncomfortable, unpleasant, uh, even painful. I get it. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But here's a question to ask yourself. Is it happening right now? Other than in your own mind? In your own story? In your own recreation of the event? And by the way, it's actually not happening in the past. It's happening in the now because you are retelling it right now when you think it. Ask yourself this. What if the past is only as real as the last time you thought about it? And what if the past experience that is creating so much anguish, so much energy, and so much pain, what if that past experience is only as real as your last refreshing of your mind browser of that experience? What if that event, which may be uh, very traumatic, is only as real because you keep thinking about it and you keep retelling the story and reactivating that frequency of the feeling and activating the memory. Even as simple as, I think we can all relate to this, as listening to a song, which brings up a lot of emotions from our past, and listening to a song as of last week, which then reminded you of the past, then created this biochemical event. And you know what I'm talking about. Then you think about that so-called past experience. It feels like the same level of pain. But, and I mean, what if you're not thinking about the original experience I mean, the original experience that happened when you were 28, but you're creating last Thursday when you were listening to that song. The past isn't real. Only as real as the persistence of us telling ourselves about it. It's our recreation of the past, our reliving of it, our refreshing of it, of our mental, emotional browser, experiencing that thought again and again. Ask yourself this, what if the only way 
that experience persists because of our practice of that experience that in fact has formed our belief in what we label it as a self-limiting belief. So by becoming present and begin to tell a very new story by strategically distracting yourself and unplug yourself from that pain, perhaps you could just extract the insights, the wisdom, the wisdom, the lessons from that experience, you will then begin to notice the feeling of that pain lesson. And I know that has worked so much in my life. You don't have to keep suffering anymore. The past is the past, which is then forms a good belief or a bad belief. And I, I get it. This might be a stretch for some as a lot are attached to their own past and to, they believe that to be their, their truth. Here's another way to shift. When we were born, we were a clean slate. We were the closest to source. We literally have no idea about anything as babies. We're such pure, chubby greatness. We go through childhood. We start programming ourselves to think, believe, and act a certain way based on the people in the environment around us, how we grew up. Then those things become our beliefs. It's all about taking a step back and deciding for yourself what beliefs you want to have in your belief box. What do you want to have for yourself? You get to choose. There's nobody telling you what you should believe and what you shouldn't. You have free will. That's our gift of being a human. Limiting beliefs make you you function and respond from a place where you have set boundaries and limitations on yourself, for instance, to keep you in your comfort zone. So in order to reprogram these beliefs, your mind, you have to dig deep. Like you really do. You have to take the time if you want to shift those beliefs. And you need to find out what those beliefs are, and then dissect them and sort them out and then set your comfort zone on fire. It's almost as if you have been, well, I would say most of us are all under a spell our whole lives until you, you wake up and leave that, that zone Understanding this, that all it takes is just a shift in perception to create a new reality. Take the time to really identify those beliefs that are not serving you at all. And when you clean out that belief closet, things will shift for you in your reality. 
seriously, once I really started listening to my thoughts, my patterns, I heard, I heard my parents like Stan and Helen, not Stan and Helen Roper. I know you're thinking that, um, um, they just, yeah, like I had their beliefs and it was like, Oh, there's Helen. That's Helen's belief. Oh, there's Stan's belief. Oh, there's my sister's belief. And it's so fascinating what you take on, right? Right. Almost until you, you're in your forties and your fifties, sixties, unless you really, really start to dig deep. And once you start to clean house, oh, it, it just, it's like a fresh new reality. And I just started becoming aware of all of those beliefs and my own beliefs and recreating my own beliefs because I got to choose what belief regardless. Everybody's allowed to believe whatever they want. It's just allowing yourself not to let them get into you, get into your mind. And once I started, I def like identified these beliefs, I sure locked the shit out of them, meaning I just really analyzed these beliefs. I questioned them. I investigated them and I got to the root of the problem. You know, um, Jen, uh, Sincero has a, a really, really awesome quote. It's, uh, it's not your fault. You're fucked up, but it's your fault. If you stay fucked up, it's so true. Another thing to keep in mind, this is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. If you commit to changing your beliefs and understanding where they're coming from, it took some time for you many years to acquire these beliefs unconsciously. You have to really give yourself some time and some permission to create a new beliefs and a new reality in how these beliefs are running your life and to create and nurture new, amazing beliefs. Remember this always you shape your reality. You always do only you, what you think and say will come true. So use kind words to yourself, use beautiful images of what you want to see in your reality. When you are consciously choosing your thoughts, your beliefs, and your words, you are mastering your mindset and you have to master your mindset. If you really want to live a life of magic and abundance. Well, that concludes this episode of crushing your self-limiting beliefs. I really hope, I just hope you, you got something from this and uh, you enjoyed it. Until next time. <laughs>